coming to you from stolen equipment and broadcasting from a pirated signal located somewhere in Southern California. This is the Danger Hour Podcast. Oh my God. I'm Jamesy Poops, and this is the Danger Hour Podcast. Good morning. That's right. You're not going to believe it, boys and girls, lady boys, and them, they, those, us, we. You're not going to believe it. It's uh, 7.58 a.m. What the fuck? That's right. Look at me being productive. The early worm gets the bird. Or something like that. Uh, yeah, dude. And I'm sure it's obvious. Those of you that listen constantly, consistently maybe, that I sound different. This is the morning voice, everybody. If we were lovers, this is what you'd listen to when you woke up. You'd look over to your left because uh, I always take the right side of the bed. <clears throat> it's my side. You'd look over to your left and you'd be like, look at that. Look at that beautiful specimen over there. And then I, I open my eyes and wipe the crusties out and lick my dry lips. And I look over at you and say, good morning. Did you sleep well after I made love to you and made you climax multiple times? And you'd say, <laughs> I'll stop. And we'd smile at each other. And at that moment, the sunlight would just be peeking into the room. And then you'd say, oh God, he doesn't look very good when he first wakes up. <laughs> uh, and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm trying to snap out of it, all right? And when I snap out of it, I mean sleepy times. I had to seize the day. I had to suck the day's dick. Oh, my God, James. You better do a good job. All right. Yeah, I know. I know. Don't neglect the balls. Yes, I know. You've taught me many things over the years, and that one really stood out to me, and I, know I never forgot it, and I never will. Uh. All right. I'm sitting here like a fucking weirdo, eight in the morning. I'm sure those assholes outside taking their morning strolls. Who does that? Who gets up first thing in the morning and goes for a fucking run or a walk? You crazy person. Be normal. <laughs> Don't exercise like the rest of us. What do you got to prove? Who do you think you are? You think you're better than me? I'm just like you. I'm sitting here getting my heart rate up, talking about things that anger me. That's right. We're the same, you and me. So yesterday, my wife took the boy to baseball practice, and I was left with the, with the task of picking up my daughter. So I couldn't have my time alone to do my podcast. So today's my day off. Finally, after 10 straight fucking days of work, 10 straight I finally get a day off. And what do I got to do? As soon as the wife and kids run out the door, frantically, by the way, because no one's ever ready in time. They're always rushing. What do I got to do? I got to do a podcast. You know why? Because I'm a good person that tries to stick to my word. 
So I hope you really appreciate this, you fucking animals out there. I'm sitting here all blacked out, black coffee and a black Yeti mug. I got my black athletic pants on. But why, James? You don't need to wear athletic pants to sit on your fat ass. Oh, oh, listen. The people out there running around and I are the same. So I got to dress like them. I'm up this early too. I got to be comfortable, don't I? It's my loungy pants. <laughs> and to top it off, I'm wearing my black Dodger baseball hoodie. Oh, speaking of, tonight. Because tonight, 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 whoa, we're going to make it right tonight, tonight, whoa. That's right. Tonight, everyone. Tonight. Game five of the series between the Dodgers and the Giants. It's been a pretty good one. A lot of ups and downs. But tonight, I hope they can really pull it off. Because if not, it's over. Do or die. I hope we don't die. Someone, I read in one of the comments on the onlines that uh, someone goes, you know what? I don't even care if we win the World Series. I just want to win this series <laughs> against the Giants. It would be pretty badass if we won tonight. Because uh, you, know, you hear all the announcers say the same thing. Well, I got to tell you, in 131 years, these two teams have never faced off in the playoffs. Can you blame that? <laughs> that kind of shit. And, uh, you know, it's the rivalry. It, every time they play each other, it's going to be a good game. So, um, But it would, be, it would be just swell if the Dodgers can pull it off tonight. So <clears throat> I'm going to put my hands together and pray. <clears throat> hey up there, great Bambino. I know you're listening. I just would like you to please let the Dodgers win tonight. Beat the Giants. Please bless their bats. Strengthen their arms and just give a really, just make it a really good, fun game. How about that? But the Dodgers must win. Okay. Thank you, Great Bambino. Amen. Okay. Well, I've done my part. I uh, just took a pause to take some, uh, a sip of coffee. I don't want to be rude and have dead air. And while I'm drinking my coffee and I have my, uh, my mouth and my keyboard, I'm looking at my computer and my little cup with my pens and shit in it. I had a flashback to that office job. You know that recent run I just had a while back, like a month ago or something? Month and a half, whatever it was. And I almost fell to the ground and started convulsing. Just thinking about it. <laughs> but yeah, it made me think of what the old black woman said in the office, the trainer. She goes, uh, I just want to let you know that um, in a couple of years, you're going you're gonna to need to wear glasses at this job. And also, you're going to put on about 10 to 20 pounds. And this dude who's like really in great shape, this black dude, really, really great shape. He looked great. Go on, James. No, that's enough. That's all you need. And he goes, uh, no, no, it's not going to happen. And she, she looked at him like, how dare you question me, right? That kind of look. She goes, um, it's going to happen, baby. She goes, working in an office turns, you, turns everyone into like rats. If there's food around, we going to find it. <laughs> And he's like, oh, well, say, say what you want, but it's not going to happen to me. And I got to be honest, in that little time I was in the office, I did put on a couple pounds. Going from being uh, working outside, being active, to just sitting on your ass all day. It does, uh, it does take its toll on your ass. Yes, James. Tell us more about what your ass has been through. No, no. <laughs> it's none of your business. 
But yeah, in my short time in the office, I did put on a couple pounds. And uh, you know, I, since I quit drinking about a little over a month ago, you know, I've lost like 10 to 12 pounds. Can you believe that? Just by not drinking. <laughs> oh my God, James. Was this whole thing just a way for you to brag about how much weight you're losing and how fucking hot you look? No, not at all. No, I still got a ways to go. I was letting myself go for a while there. But we're getting the car steered back on the road. So, good news, everybody. Your old pal, Jamesy Poo, is on a mission for success. Oh, and one more thing about that office job. I forgot to mention it on that show I did of all my bitching and moaning about failing at that, at that job, at trying to do that job. So, uh... I wanted to say something about, you know, watching somebody work and learning how to do it by watching, by observing, right? Something I didn't get to do in that job. It's just like, okay, here's the material, get, get busy. But I think it's very important to stress how some people need to observe in order to learn and uh, be successful. For example, my grandfather, born in Sonora, Mexico. He came over here when he was five years old and uh, he started working as a construction worker at six years old. So just to show you the motivation. No, he came here at five years old and uh, when he was older, no idea if it was his teens or early twenties, I don't know. doesn't matter. But he went to some building to take care of some kind of business and there was a guy there, a uh, laborer, and he was doing some drywall work. He was applying some joint compound. Now, look, for those of you that are completely clueless, I'll try to give you a real quick crash course. So when you're building a house, you put the frames up, which is the two by fours, and that's the structure of the house. That's the bones, right? And uh, to make your walls, you put up the drywall, you use screws or nails into the studs, two by fours. And, uh, you know, first, well, if you're making a newer home, you put some insulation in there first uh, for the, to keep you cool during the summer and warm during the winter. Anyway, so after you put up the, the drywall sheets, which come in uh, eight feet by four foot big sheets, and you cut them to size wherever you got to do it with a razor, a utility blade, after you put them up, then you're going to have, uh, you know, where the pieces are touching each other, there's going to be a big crack, right? where the two things are touching. So now you got to apply the joint compound to smooth out all the spaces that the pieces are meeting so that it looks like a smooth wall instead of a bunch of fucking puzzle shapes touching each other. So there's an art to it. It's pretty difficult. Uh, I'm okay at doing it, but the sanding part is a bitch. I fucking, out of all the stuff I've done in construction, air quotes, Doing the sanding for joint compound is the fucking worst. I can't stand it, especially if you're doing the ceiling. It's really hard and it's a pain in the ass. And all that dust gets all over the place and it's horrible. Anyhow, he's watching the dude put the joint compound on filling in the gaps. And the guy's doing it like in this really, like I said, like an artistic way. And he's like, wow, he's very impressed by watching this guy. And he's just staring at him. The guy turns around like, looks at him like, can I help you with something? And he goes, hey, uh. I'm just watching you. I'm just trying to learn how you're doing it. And the guy's like, oh, okay. And he's showing him his techniques on how to do it. And, you know, my grandfather was fucking great at it. Master. You could, when he was done with the walls, you couldn't see any flaws in the wall. Completely flat. You can feel it. Smooth. You can look at it from all different angles. You couldn't see shit. He was great. He was fantastic at blending it all out. But anyway. So he's watching this dude. And he's just fucking just watching and watching. Trying to, trying to suck up all the knowledge he could. 
and all the uh, techniques and all that stuff. And the guy tells my grandfather at the end of this whole thing, he goes like, hey, you know what? You seem like you, you, know, you really want to learn how to do this. He goes, so I'll give you the rest of the supplies that I got. We're just going to toss them anyway. I'll give them to you. Go home and practice. And so he gave him drywall and he gave him the joint compound. And he's like, yeah, just pick up some tools like this. And he showed him what to get. My, grand, my grandfather went home and he practiced and he fucking did it. And he wound up becoming, like I said, really great at it. Like artistic shit. And uh, he wound up getting a job in construction. And everything he learned, he just learned by watching everyone else, what they were doing. He's like, oh, I didn't know anything. I would just watch everybody. Talking about framing, you know, all the rules on how to frame correctly. Concrete, pouring it, having a footing around the whole building. Like, I didn't, fuck, I would never know that. He learned all that shit, putting rebar in it, all kinds of stuff, man. Growing up, I, I was with my grandfather doing all kinds of projects for people, pouring cement, building fucking, you know, extensions to people's houses, making bedrooms. I even built a fucking back room, a couple back rooms with him. A lot of stuff and all the shit. He would tell me, oh yeah, I learned this by watching this guy and this and that. I think you know where this is going. And the cool part about riding around with him all over the place is he'd be like, hey, mijo, see that school right there? I helped make that school. Mijo, see that place over there? I helped build that. See that Olympic-sized swimming pool? I made that. It was fucking nuts. Everywhere we went, he made something around here. But I think his real skill was leveling out land so they can build something on it. So he would, he'd use that giant-ass tractor and uh, make sure it was all leveled perfectly leveled so they can build on the land so i'm gonna tell you something else i know i'm just bragging on my grandfather here but uh so in construction mijo if you don't go to work you don't get paid you don't have vacation days back in them days if you don't go to work you don't get paid so anyway he, he told me that uh you know he would go to work all the time if he was sick or whatever but this one time he got real sick and he got the flu real bad and he couldn't make it into work. And his boss wound up coming to the house. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he was worried because he, he wasn't getting paid. But his, I think the second day, his, his boss came over after he called in and he's like, uh, he came to visit him. He's like, look, I just want to let you know, you're my best worker. He goes, and I'm going to take care of you. All right. So you take all the time you need getting better. Don't come back. Don't run Don't try to rush back. I want you feeling your best and I'm going to pay you every day that you're not here. Okay. And I was like, wow. He goes, Mijo, no one ever did that. No one paid you not to come to work. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he was the shit, I guess. And, and boy, I tell you, they don't make them like they used to. Nope, they don't. And I learned a lot by watching him do shit. And after he passed, I got, uh, I got a handful of his tools. And so when I'm doing projects around here, fixing shit or uh, building shit or whatever I'm doing, and I'm using those tools, I have a little, there's, you know, I'm always thinking about them and it gives me a nice feeling that I'm doing this because he showed me how to do it. So anyway, all that stuff is to really illustrate how important it is for some people to watch other people do stuff so they can learn. Oh my God, James, are you still bitter that you failed at the office job, James? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I wouldn't like that job, to be honest with you. But uh, my point is, 
This this man had a whole fucking career where he became the greatest at what he did compared to everyone else because just watching people do it. Never went to school. I mean, he he dropped out of like middle school to support his family when his father passed away. So not a very educated man, but look, he just watched, observed and and mimicked and fucking mastered it himself. That's the importance of observing people doing things and learning from it instead of looking at a fucking textbook. That's that's my only point. Okay, that's it. <laughs> I do sound bitter. Huh? I really, I'm really not. I've really been enjoying my job since that whole thing. I've already mentioned it, but now, now some time has passed and you can gain more of a perspective because at first you're just like, Oh wow, that job sucked. I'm glad I'm back doing this. But uh, I'm I'm really am a lot happier doing this job now because, and I'm not fucking around, dude. Just yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. No, yesterday, I I ran into some people and I did something for them, and they were so fucking thankful that this dude wanted to give me a bunch of money because he was so thankful. And I go, no, 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 it's not necessary. Don't worry about it. And he goes. This is what he literally, literally said to me. Will you wait here so I can go to the ATM? Because I don't have any cash. I want to go to the ATM and get money to give you. I'm like, no, no. And the point is like having that sense of accomplishment and having someone actually thankful for something that you did to help them. Maybe I saved someone's life. Maybe I saved someone's daughter, hot daughter's life. I'm not saying what I did because you don't know what I do for a living. But someone's so grateful, it makes you feel good. And sitting at a fucking desk, sending emails and filling out reports would not give me that same satisfaction. Oh my God, James, you're so selfish. Yes, I am. Help me help you. It's a win-win. <laughs> I'm just fucking rambling. I'm sorry. But look, one more thing. Someone else I ran into yesterday, believe it or not, she tells me, you know, my grandson needs to get a job. He's 18, and he says he wants one, but he doesn't know what he what he wants to do. He has no idea. And uh, she's like, he doesn't know how to do anything. <laughs> He's only on his phone all the time, and he can't do anything for himself. And I worry about him. I don't know what he's going to do. And I'm like, yep. Yeah, that's right. They sure don't make him like they used to. I'm talking about your pussy grandson when I say that, lady. And we laughed and she poured me some more tea. <laughs> yeah, uh, these kids, I don't know what they're going to do. If it's not uh, something on a computer or at a screen, no one's gonna, no, nothing's going to get done, I guess. Anyway, speaking of uh, the old and the young, yesterday was a historic day because Captain Kirk returned to space. James, he was never in space. That was just a TV show, movies. Yeah, you're right. Captain Kirk went to space for the first time. Yeah, that's right. Blue Origin. That's the name of the company, which I guess is Jeff Bezos' company. And uh, William Shatner, he went to space in a giant penis rocket. It looks like a big dick, dude. You're all thinking it. Like a big-ass giant dildo. That's what it looks like. Just lifting off into space, thrusting onward. You know, that's a band I wanted to have at one time, Thrusting Onward. People didn't like it, though. Anyhow, 
Focus. Uh, William Shatner is 90 years old, dude. 90 years old. And he became the oldest person to go to space. Just like the Space Cowboys movies, James. That's right. Bunch of old fucks going to space. This is real life, though. <laughs> yeah, you went with a handful of people. They uh, lifted off. So I only watched, uh, you know, there was a whole YouTube video, but I just kind of scanned through all the important parts. They left off, and once they get high enough, the uh, the little the thing they're sitting in detaches from the rocket. And just like the SpaceX program, the rocket returns to Earth, and it's pretty fucking wild to see it. It's like Iron Man landing, you know? The thrusters um, are shooting really strong, and, it, and they're kind of like leveling itself out with the other little thrusters on the sides. And then it lands right on the target. It's pretty incredible. Then they're up there for 10 minutes. They come back down and the uh, parachutes deploy. And they're gracefully coming down to earth. And dude, the thing hit ground pretty fucking hard. (laughs) It was out in the desert. And it just slams into the ground. And this huge fucking dust cloud shoots up. Seemed like it was going to be like a delicate landing. But nope. I was like, holy crap, I hope he's all right. That was pretty fucking hard. I wonder if they have like some shock absorbers in the bottom of that thing. So anyhow, then they got to wait a while for someone to drive out there. And then Jeff Bezos shows up. I don't know why he's wearing a spacesuit. <laughs> he wasn't in the thing. He just came in in a car and he walks over there, right? And uh, he's the one that opens the door. He opens it. And this lady comes out. And everyone's cheering and shit. And then uh, William Shatner comes out. And dude, this guy... After he comes out of that little capsule thing, you know, he's standing, standing around and every, like he's, Bezos starts cracking champagne and fucking showering on people. And he's like, ha, ha. have you heard Jeff Bezos laugh? <laughs> it's creepy, man. He really is like an evil villain. It's fucking funny. He's like a cartoon character. Anyway, he's spraying champagne and like, oh, right. Wow. Great. And Shatner's over here having a fucking existential crisis. Because of what he just went through. Like this profoundly moving event just happened for him. Life changing. And he's really in it. And this fuck is like, Yo, hey, wow, great, huh? And he just he's like, you know, oh. The things I saw, you know, oh. Leaving Earth. And you're in this beautiful blue. And it's just, it's unlike anything you've seen. This blue. And Bezos is like, oh, really? Oh. And he's, he's kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, wrap it up, old man. But he just won't stop talking about his experience. And then it seems like Bezos kind of snaps out of it. Like, oh, okay, wow, this guy, he's really sharing this moment that he had. Maybe I should actually listen and pay attention. And he takes his sunglasses off to give him his undivided attention. But Shatner's just really going through the whole thing, man. He's, he's like, yeah, you, it's just this beautiful blue like you've never seen. And then all of a sudden you come out of it and you're just in black, this ugly black. And you look down and there's, there's that blue planet, our the mother, life. And over here there's nothing, death. It's just death. <laughs> Pretty intense shit. And he starts crying. He's overwhelmed with emotion. And it seems like Bezos is trying to process this whole thing. Like, oh, wow. Is this what real people feel? (laughs) Cannot compute. But uh, yeah, dude. I don't know if it's because he's 90. But he's like, uh, you know, he 
He kept mentioning it. Yeah, this is life. And up there, there's just nothing. It's death. It's just, is that what happens when you die? Just not, I, up there in space, nothing? And he's like, you know, and it happened in an instant. It's like as thick as your skin. You're just, here's, here's oxygen in the atmosphere and then it's gone. It's just, it's just gone. Like, what is it? What is it, about a mile thick? And the base is like, uh, it's about 50 miles. He's like, oh, well, yeah, I guess so. You're traveling at 2,000 miles an hour and you're, you're going through 50 miles and then it's just, it's just gone. Black. <laughs> I hope I never forget this moment. I hope it never leaves me. Uh, but yeah, he's a, uh, it's a pretty cool video to watch. Just how fucking, what a profound moment this was for him. And this fuck. <laughs> it's hilarious. And then you look at it, Shatner, you're like, man, this guy looks great for 90. He's, he's talking really well. He's all there. He's moving around pretty good. Looks fantastic. He doesn't look like he's 90 at all. He looks about 20 years younger. It's crazy. In related news, you know who doesn't look good for 90? It's fucking Clint Eastwood. Holy shit, man. Do you know who that was? It was a Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. A Clint Eastwood. That's right. Clint Eastwood. Oh, man. The other night, I stayed up to watch a movie. It was Saturday night because I worked on Sunday, but it was uh, later than normal, so I stayed up a little bit late, and I watched a movie by myself. And I'm like, let's see. Let me wh- let me watch something that no one else would give a fuck about. <laughs> something that, you know, is not a family movie or whatever. Or the wife won't be like, I want to watch that right now. So I, I put on Cry Macho, the new Clint Eastwood with the movie. And I look, I wasn't expecting much. But, you know, it's Clint Eastwood. So I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. I like uh, movies, like Western-style movies. And he's wearing a cowboy hat, so that, that checks those boxes. <laughs> <laughs> he's an old fuck and I thought he was going to be a same old kind of racist bastard like he was in uh, in Grand Torino I'm like alright let's check this out now I mentioned like it was going to be kind of like that movie right but uh, yeah, a little bit different but similar angry Mexican kid and uh, he falls for him you know that kind of thing but dude Clint Eastwood is 90 years old he's 91 now I think but 90 when the movie was made and this guy looks like shit he literally looks like a walking corpse. It's fucking disturbing. After you've seen him in all these other movies where he's a tough son of a bitch. Moving around pretty good. Now he's like, he can barely walk. This is bizarre, dude. Super bizarre. And he's, and he, hey, he can barely talk. And he has, he's like this. And it's, it's weird. But here's the most weird thing about the movie. Like a couple women throw themselves at him. It's like, shut the fuck up. These women would not be interested in this guy. Like uh, in the beginning, this chick, she's like uh, maybe in her mid-40s. Pretty decent looking. Pretty good looking for her age. Spicy Mexican woman. And she's like sits on the bed. Come over here and join me. And he's like, eh, I know, I gotta get going. Are you calling me a whore? Is that what you're doing? You think you're better than me? So he's like, nah, I gotta go. I got a job to do. And uh, yeah, she's all into him. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. There was no way she'd be into this dude. And then anyway, he goes to Mexico to do this, his job. And he runs into some other Mexican lady. And she's like uh, giving him googly eyes. I'm like, shut the fuck up. He's about to fall over. 
He can barely stand under his own power. There's no way. No way, no how. I mean, who would find that sexy? If you're a woman and you want to ride Clint Eastwood, as soon as he got up on top of him, you're going to hear like, Ugh! Uh. <laughs> no. The only way he really could do you is from behind. Oh my God, James. Why, why are you making me picture this, James? It's, it's disgusting. Well, this is, I'm just, you know, this is science. The only way Clint Eastwood can have sex with you is if he's doing you from behind. And that's only because he'd need to lean up against you to, to keep himself up from falling over. That's all. It's the only way. <laughs> all right. We'll be right back after these messages. Do you ever feel like giving back? Like helping others? When you go to sleep at night, do you feel like you've done all that you can do to make this world a better place? I think a lot of you could do more. So why not step up, take charge, and make a difference? For three easy payments of $49.95, you can sponsor a Jamesy Poo. Podcasters are people too, and they do a lot to help the community by giving laughter, fun, and entertainment. But besides fame, notoriety, and praise, what do they get in return? Have you ever thought about that? Support a Jamesy Poo today. Do the right thing. $49.95. Three times. That's all it takes. And you and your podcaster, Jamesy Poo, can both sleep soundly at night. Our operators are standing by. Have your credit card information ready. And thank you from the bottom of our hearts. All right, we're back. Uh, so, yeah, support that sponsor, whoever it was. I don't see the commercials beforehand. Uh, okay, so, oh, update. Danger update. Boy, did I get a fast one pulled on me. Remember I told you the last show that uh, the daughter was going to get a uh, homecoming dress? And I, in fact, chose not to go and stay home instead to do a podcast because <laughs> it's the only time I had to do it. So it uh, turns out they didn't find anything that night. So she's like, we're going to go tomorrow. It's like, oh, great. Now you can come. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, so I went. And we wound up going to the Brea Mall, which I didn't know people actually went to the mall anymore, but it's still a hot topic. Pun intended. Um, <laughs> dude, when I was young... Back in the late 90s, the mall was cool. You know how much time you spent at a mall? I wasn't sure if it's still cool today. But dude, fucking GameWorks playing some video games. Marvel versus Capcom. You know it. Putting your quarter up there. You're next. Remember quarters? Yeah, well, I think they were still transitioning. Oh my God, James. You can't say that. Yeah, transitioning from real money to cards, virtual cards. Credit card type shit you know but dude going to game works going to borders to listen to music the bookstore you know come on dude going to spencer gifts to check out all the perverted shit as a young teenager that was the thing to do getting a uh, a pretzel come on dude i even knew some chicks that worked at um hot dog on a stick 
and you give me some free fucking strawberry lemonade? Oh, mama. Yeah, the mall was the shit. Go to see a movie? Uh, what else? What else did you do with the mall? <laughs> and so forth. But anyway, so we went to the Brea Mall, which is uh, still pretty popular. I'm surprised. A lot of people were in there. So we go to this dress store. And they got some nice, you know, high school homecoming dresses. And this place was packed. And so she finds a few dresses that she likes. And then we look at the the line to the fitting room. And dude, I'm not exaggerating. It was like 30 deep. Crazy. So we're standing around waiting so she can try on these dresses. And the line is not moving. And I go, well, fuck, man. We might as well grab a bunch of shit, you know, to really take advantage of waiting this whole time to get in the dressing room. So I'm walking around like a pervert (laughs) through this like sea of females and I'm picking up different dresses. I'm like, eh, this one looks like it'd be all right. And then I come back. I'm like, hey, try this one out. And she's like, oh, I'm like, just try it on. There's no harm in trying it on. And then we're waiting. The line is not moving. And I go, fuck this. And I walk out. I'm like, I'll be back. I walk around the mall. I go to like a, a hat store to see if I can find a nice Dodger hat. Because uh, if you find them, you know, the problem with me is I like the low profile new era hats. And they don't all come, uh, apparently, when they make them, they're all handmade. So they, they kind of vary the way they fit. So I wanted to go and see if I can find a low-profile fitted hat. But no, those are hard to come by. So I didn't find any. Anyway, though, I took my sweet fucking time walking around different, different stores. And then I go back and they're barely about to get into a dressing room. Like, holy shit, dude. Anyway, long story short, it wound up being an hour just to try on these dresses, dude. Crazy. That's how packed it was. But she found one and she came out. There's a fuckload of girls going in, going out, and like the moms are like, oh, that's cute. Oh, look at that one. Oh. And then the moms start forming these bonds together because they're all in this shit together, right? And so the girls come out, oh my gosh, she looks really pretty in that one. That's a nice one. I think so too. What's your daughter's theme? Oh, it's this and that. What's yours? Oh, that's cute. That kind of stuff. And I'm like, (sighs) (laughs) and so uh, my daughter comes out and boy, oh boy, you want to feel like an old fuck? Have your daughter, your teenage daughter, come out wearing a, uh, a a formal dress? Jesus Christ. And it's like, dude, like a couple years ago, you were just running around with your fucking hair flying in the air, you know, in, in your diaper. And now look at you. You're wearing an elegant fucking f- fashionable dress. Jesus. The years fly by, everybody. You want to feel old and have, have your life go by fast? Have kids. I'm sure you know if you're a parent, but uh, yeah, she found her fucking dress and it's like, all right, that's over with, but no, it's not. I need, now I need some accessories and I need shoes. I'm like, oh my God. I was over at that point. And it's like, once again, I got to coach myself up. Hey, look, look, asshole. This is important to her. Stop being a miserable cunt and, and just do the right thing. I'm like, all right, let's go look for accessories. (laughs) So we find, I, I find this real lovely accessory for her. And she liked it a lot. So I purchased that as well. And I told her, you know what? When it comes to shoes, you still got a few weeks before your dance. Your mother and you can go look for shoes. 
I think I'm done. I had to tap out. And then she's like, can we go across the street and eat at that place that I like? I like their tacos a lot. They're my favorite tacos ever. This place is like a fancy sit-in restaurant. It's like, all right, it's going to be expensive. But you know what? This is her special time. Don't ruin it. I'm like, okay, that sounds great. Let's do that. Oh, really? Thank you so much. So we did that. But put a pin, I put a pin in that because uh, more on that on the fuck you moment. Oh, prelude. So, <laughs> speaking of my daughter, I got some danger updates with her. The green-haired cunt. Remember that? You know, a little piece of shit who uh, is causing is wreaking havoc throughout the lands. Apparently, she's apparently. She's uh, getting into it with other people, and I got to tell you something, dude. I asked my daughter about her. I said, hey, so what's up with the green-haired cunt? Oh, my God, James. Did you really say that to your daughter? No, of course not. I said, hey, uh, anything new with that green-haired girl? She's messing with you at all? She goes, no. Um, actually, she was walking up the stairs, and I was walking down, and I said, oh, my God, you're so pretty. I said, you said that to her? She's like, yeah. I go, really? Yeah. I'm like, what did she say? And she looked really shocked. And she looked around and she goes, me? And I said, yeah, you look pretty today. And she looked really shocked. And she said, no, no, you're, you're the pretty one. Thank you. And, she, and we kept walking away from each other. And I go, wow. You really said, I'm like, why would you say that? She's like, trying to kill her with kindness. <laughs> I'm like, holy fuck, this chick's playing chess, not checkers. Look at this. I was kind of impressed. Um, and I go, so have you seen her since? After that? She goes, no, she got suspended. <laughs> ah! So, uh, yeah, I will keep you posted with any updates on the green-haired cunt. The Adventures of Green-Haired Cunt! 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 That's the new segment. Speaking of segments, it's time for Talking Shit! <laughs> All right, Talking Shit is a segment in which I talk about shit. That's right, lit- literally. So as you all know, I have uh, problems with my digestive system. Yeah, that's right. I got a weak stomach and it's a big pain in the ass. I can't do cheese or uh, dairy because I'm lactose intolerant. And it seems like I also can't do anything spicy because it fucking gets me. It's annoying. It's a horrible life. It's a terrible existence. I do not wish this upon any of you except the green-haired cunt. I don't mind that, but, uh, so I have lots of adventures going to the bathroom (laughs) and oh boy, oh boy, get this. So I'm at work the other day and uh, it calls, right? It calls and it's a sudden call. And the only thing around me at the time was a target. And I said, sure, that, that works. They're pretty clean stores, and uh, I gather there's probably more than one toilet in there, so it should be no problem for me, and it's in the morning, so how many people are at Target right now? So I, I park, and I walk in there, and as I'm walking, you all know, the closer the proximity your butthole gets to the toilet, the quicker the shit wants to come out. You all know, you've been there. <laughs> so I'm walking in there, and then there's only two stalls, and there's someone in the small stall, so I got to go to the handicap stall which I do. And when I walk in there, there's a bunch of toilet paper on the floor and some of it has shit on it. I'm like, oh God, I thought Targets were clean. And when talking to my wife, she goes, now, Targets are 
filthy. They're gross. Every time I go to the bathroom in a Target, they're disgusting. I'm like, ugh, well, now I know that that's accurate because this one was nasty. So I get in there. I put the ass gasket down in the seat and I sit down and I notice when I sit down, there's a huge pervert crack in the door, you know, where the door closes. I don't know why that people don't make them tight, but they never do. There's always a crack and it's right directly in front of me. And because it's a handicap stall, it's farther away from you than normal. So if someone was to peek in there, they get a bigger view of if it, the door was closer to me, right? There's more to see. So I'm like, great. This is fantastic. So uh, the person next to me, I'm conscious about. And their feet are, dude, it's like they're real close to me. Their feet are like less than a foot from me. It's really bizarre, this whole thing. And so I'm like, all right, dude, I'm about to rip it. So I flush and I just let it go. And it's, oh, is it coming out? Like, you wouldn't believe. Oh, my God, James. We don't have to have all the details. Well, it wouldn't be talking shit if I didn't give you the details. So it's just like a nonstop waterfall. Powerful thrust. Thrusting onward like my band name would be. And so I actually, uh, I'm, not even, I'm not even done. I have to flush it again so I can mask that sound. And then uh, somebody walks in. I can hear. And I already know they're going to go to the stall. And so you could already see the feet from the person in the first stall because they're in that small stall and you can see them. But you can't tell if anyone's in the handicap stall because it's in the corner. So I already know they're going to be coming and try and looking through that fucking crack. So what do I do? I have my hands covering my junk and I put my head down because <laughs> I'm ashamed. And I see their feet come right directly in front of the fucking stall. And they start pulling on the door. I'm like, come on, man. I know they're looking at me. I know they are. Big ass crack. Then they leave. It's like, all right, now I got to get out of here. I'm done. And I go to get some toilet paper. And wouldn't you believe it? No toilet paper. <laughs> and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And, I, and I'm looking, I'm like trying to, cause you know that the big metal things that are full of like a few rolls. I'm like looking under the feeling under there. Like there's nothing. There's nothing. Absolute zero. I was like, God damn it. Now what do I do? Do I call Target on my cell phone? But like, um, I'm in the bathroom. There's no toilet paper. Can someone bring me something? It's like, no, that's too much effort and embarrassing. So I did the only logical thing. I wiped my ass with a bunch of uh, ass gaskets. Now look, those are not comfortable. They're, it's just tissue paper. And uh, oh boy, was it uh, unpleasant. But you know what? To try to make things a little more comfortable for myself, I went with the old Alabama wet wipe technique. That's right. I gathered up some saliva and I spit on those ass gaskets and I wiped my ass with it. <laughs> And it helps. It definitely helps. Guaranteed. Oh, boy. Uh, it was a rough. It was a rough one, you know. But uh, I lived to fight another day. James. Yeah? Why do you continue to tell us these horrible stories, James? Nobody wants to know about this. Yes, people need to know. They need to know. For one, it makes my life like it's not in vain, like it happened for a reason. It's because I can talk about it. It's content for a podcast. <laughs> but what if they find themselves in this same situation? They're, they're struggling in the bathroom somewhere. And it's not like anything they've ever been through. And they can look back. Oh, 
wow, James went through something very similar. What did he do? That's all I'm asking. When you're in the bathroom taking a horrible shit and there's a problem, what would James do? That's all. That's all I'm saying. And also, you know, it'll make you laugh. And I want you to, uh, I want you to laugh, everybody, and flush that pain away. Oh, this has been talking shit. <laughs> All right, so speaking of shit, I got some controversial shit to bring up. Not really. It's about the emails, everybody. That's right. When I tell you, uh, hey, send me an email. You got a movie suggestion? I'll watch it. You got a song recommendation? I'll listen to it. You got a recipe? I'll make it. You got some nude photos of your mother? I'll look at them. As long as they're tastefully done, I'll still look at them. The Danger Hour at Yahoo.com, right? Any questions, comments, concerns, you want to send me some content for the show, I'm happy to take all of it. Oh, you take it all, James, don't you? Oh, stop that, you dirty bitch. But speaking of content for the show, shout out to Eric. Always sending me content. Mostly dick stories, but I still appreciate them. (laughs) So I have a complaint from the bearded cunt. He had the audacity to complain to me. Hey, you asshole, you always tell us to send emails, and when I do, you don't even read it on the show. What the fuck? I'm like, what? You wanted me to read that horse shit you emailed me? It wasn't about anything. Yeah, but I still emailed you. So look, maybe I'm not doing my due diligence. I was I was asking for uh, kind of like content-wise, not just any any horse shit. Like, look, this is what he sent me. Subject line, urgent, right? So I open it and it says, hi, James, happy Friday. Go fuck yourself two times. Love you, bye, bearded cunt. That's it. This isn't worthy of reading on the podcast. What is it for? For what? For what? It gives me no content. But James, isn't you reading it now talking about this content? Well, inadvertently, it's content me complaining about this idiot. You've done nothing for the show. Look, where does this go? Doesn't go anywhere. So you, in fact, can go fuck yourself, sir. Okay, let's see my response. I put, ha ha ha, you bastard. I saw Urgent and I thought something might have happened to my precious bearded cunt. But now that I know it's just a ruse, you can choke on a fat, veiny cock. Love you too. Kiss, kisses emojis. Well, uh, maybe that was immature, but uh, I stand by that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but we do have other emails. Now, look, the, the, some of these emails are, uh, like I said, from Eric Dick stories, which, <laughs> which I have discussed. I got one from, uh, let's call him uh, Art, who, when I got busted at Dodger Stadium trying to sneak in booze, he sent me a photo of a guy getting uh, way <laughs> with like a metal detector at his crotch, and he put my face, he superimposed my face on there, so I, I fancy that. Uh, let's see. This next one comes from listener, friend. Let's just call him, um, let's see, uh, Art. Let's call him Art. Uh, loving Danger, dot, dot, dot. Hello, Jamesy Poo. I'm writing you not only to express my sheer joy and gratitude for your show, which brings me tons of joy and laughter every time I listen to it, but also for your current weatherman, now sports reporter, that would be the one and only Mr. Drizzles, or more professionally known, Mr. Dan Drizzles. What a lovely intro. Isn't that nice? I like that. I fancy that. Uh, okay, let's see. He has kept us all safe out in the streets with his accurate and descriptive weather reporting from the KK Studios. 
Now, Mr. James, I'm sorry, Mr. Jamesy Poo. I can only hope that now that Mr. Drizzles is on sports, the play-by-play of games from weeks past will be riveting and full of spice. I can close my eyes and picture it happening. Um, sorry, I got sidetracked. <laughs> Theater of the mind. Anyways, Jamesy Poo, please tell Mr. Drizzles how much we, I mean I, love his sports reporting to keep his very descriptive play-by-play going and hopefully, just hopefully, he can still give us, I mean me, some weather reports from time to time for safety purposes, of course. Thank you, Jamesy Poo, for your hard work and dedication to your loyal fans. Yes, loyal fans. Me. We are looking forward to your Halloween special since you love scaring the children out of the streets. Can't wait for your next show. Don't keep us waiting. P.S. Your female sidekick sounds hot. She's single. What's her name? For a friend, of course. Your loyal danger fan, Twinkles. James, when he says female sidekick, who is he referring to? (laughs) What are you talking about? He's talking about you, of course. But James, I don't associate myself with female. That's rude. That's sexist, James. Fuck this guy. All right. Well, relax. Whatever you are, don't take it out on him. His intentions are pure. And he said some very nice things. So please, don't take it in, in, in any negative way. It was all very positive. And Art, thank you for your email. That was lovely. I love you too, buddy. Appreciate you. But, uh, you know, don't try to ask for special treatment from uh, Mr. Drizzles, okay? Don't try to make him feel guilty into doing things he doesn't want to do. He's a person and he has feelings too. So if he doesn't want to give you personalized weather reportings, then he's not going to have to. If he wants to, it's a different story, but he won't be pressured into anything. No one on my staff is feeling any pressure to do things they don't want to do. Oh, really, James? Then I have some grievances that I want to make. No, no, moving right along. We don't have any time for that. Let's go. Uh, Next email is from uh, my cousin, Chuby, Danger Alumni. Now she writes to discuss something about masks. Remember I talked about masks? And how they hide your face. And uh, that could be a good thing or a bad thing depending on the individual. So she says, Dear Jamesy Poos, get ready for random ass emails from me throughout the next couple weeks. I like it. I always say that I'll email you, but I always fucking forget. I can chalk that up to an actual valid excuse. ADHD. Oh boy. Medical excuses. Can't argue with those. Uh, Don't say that it's a weak ass excuse. Oops, sorry. (laughs) It's a disability, damn it. Oh, there you go. See what I mean? Already standing behind that shit. I got a feeling that Chuby's going to hold this for every single thing that goes wrong. Like uh, she's late to something I invite her to. It's because of my ADHD. Oh, yeah? Was it? You're going to run someone over in the streets? I'm sorry I killed your son. I have ADHD. Oh, yeah? That's excusable. I'm just giving you shit. Uh, I can't hook up my TV because I don't have an HDMI. I got you. ADHD. Okay, so uh, one, one that I'm... Tr- okay, I have a disability, damn it. One that I'm trying to understand. At least I am attempting to change my ways, or at least in this moment. Anywho, I forgot why I was writing. Oh, yeah, the subject line reminded me. Okay, so this is in response about masks. Here's a couple pics of me with and without my mask. So first one is with her with a mask on. And uh, yeah, very, very attractive young woman with a mask on. And the next one, no mask. Uh-oh, changed my mind. Sorry. Not attractive anymore. Sorry, Chuby. Must be that ADHD. (laughs) I'm sure I disappoint kids when I take off my mask when I smile as I drink my water. I prefer having the mask on as it is kind of cool as long as it's not hot. Well, I guess that does make sense. It's cool if it's not hot there, Chuby. I also enjoy that it hides my fat fuck face. (laughs) Oh, that came to surprise me. I didn't see that one coming. 
But not for long. I'm losing weight and exercising. I need to get hot. I'm planning on getting the lap band, rhinoplasty, deviated septum, braces, and a blowout. I don't know what a blowout is, but last time I had one, it really changed my life. Oh my God, James. Go on. I'm not telling you anymore. Girls got to have secrets. Uh, over the next couple of years, it's time to fix the things I am unhappy with. My friend's tragic passing has taught me a lot of things. One is to face my fears because life is too short. I can't be afraid of everything anymore. And that's the way she ends it. Well, gee, way to end it on a negative, then positive note. Yeah, I guess she lost someone close to her, so that sucks. But uh, it, it's uh, definitely turning her life around in a positive way. So I guess that's good. So it's a good thing that guy died, right? Oh, my God, James. That's mean. Oh, she knows I'm fucking around. This is a comedy show, by the way. Can't get all sappy. But uh, yeah, good for you. Thank you, Chuby, for writing in. And uh, yeah, keep that mask on. Oh, I'm fucking around. Relax. So good luck on your hot journey. All right there, bearded cunt. You happy? I read all the emails that I have here. You happy now, you asshole? Now, the one from Art, I thought he was just emailing me just to say those things. I, I wasn't sure if he wanted me to read it on the air, but uh, if he didn't, oopsie daisies. But also, it's like a lot of nice, positive things that I'm sure most of you guys think I faked that email. But I, I guarantee you, it was a real email. I couldn't make anything like that up. But uh, yeah, so bearded cunt, there you go. I apologize to the emailers for not reading those sooner, but uh, we're all caught up and uh, I did my due diligence finally. Let's go fuck yourself. All right, moving right along. I think now would be the perfect opportunity to consult our radio affiliate for a look at sports. K-G-A-Y, And now for our K-G-A Sports Report, we take you live to sports expert, Dan Drizzles. Patrick Mahomes has the best looking tight end in the NFL. And that was your K-Gay Sports Report brought to you by Alabama Wet Wipes. When you're in a pinch, it's better than going in dry. K-G-A-Y, K-Gay. And now it's time for another edition of Stallone Stands Alone. Sylvester Stallone is a fine American actor. Some would even argue the greatest actor to ever grace the screen. One might wonder, what if Sylvester Stallone was cast in a movie, as opposed to the actor that was actually in the movie? Would it have been better? Today we find out the answer to that very question when we place Sylvester Stallone in Boys in the Hood playing Ice Cube's character of Doughboy. And here it goes. Hey, why don't you all act like gentlemen and let the ladies eat first? Yeah, y'all act like you never had barbecue before. Let the ladies eat. Hey, like a hoe's gotta eat too, you know? Hey, wait a minute, who you calling a hoe? I ain't no hoe. Hey, you're like, oops. Sorry, bitch. You know? Well, I for one think it's abundantly clear that Stallone brought a much deeper depth and complexity to the character of Doughboy. But alas, it was not meant to be. Thank you for joining us on another edition of Stallone. 
stands alone. All right, let's start closing the show out with a little segment I like to call I Fancy That. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. It's I Fancy That. All right, I fancy that it's a segment in which I talk about something positive for a change. Oh, something nice and sweet. Something that makes me happy. Something that I fancy. All right. This is going to kind of keep with the theme of uh, my grandfather teaching me to do stuff, how to fix things. And I got to tell you, man, one day, uh uh-oh, one day. I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit had been throwing them away. So why steal them? Well, because he thought it was a good spot. Because some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. So they can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. So one day. My daughter says she has a, a like a little puddle of water in her room. And I just put in that fake hardwood floor bullshit. And I was like, why is there water there? And I realize... The goddamn air conditioner was leaking water and it was going like under her fucking, her flooring. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. And so I opened the vents down below and there's water down there. I'm like, oh no, why is this happening? So I do some quick research on the YouTubes and it turns out whoever did this air conditioning, John, was a was an asshole and, and didn't do it correctly because when your air conditioner is on, it creates the water that comes out of it and you're supposed to have it piped out so that it leaves the area and goes outside and all that shit, right? So they the way they had this one is the piping was was pointed upward so the water couldn't escape. And I learned this from watching a YouTube video. Instead of calling some air conditioning asshole out to come and charge me hundreds and hundreds of dollars, I just figured this out myself. And I said, all right, well, there seems to be the problem. The water can't escape. So it's backing up and then it's dripping through itself and falling it down through the bottom. And so I saw that the issue was the piping was pointed upward. So I've actually corrected it where it's pointing a little bit down, sloping downward so the water can have gravity to leave. And I put down a, a container below to make sure that that's what it worked. So there was no water dripping out anymore. And voila, as the French say, it worked. Problem solved. And so I fancy fixing the shit yourself, man. I've mentioned this before probably, but now it applies to the air conditioning. I imagine it wouldn't be cheap if you call those fuckers out here, but it was a pretty easy fix for the most part. All they had to do was remove a PVC pipe from there, cut a little bit off the end so that it's uh, not as long, and then put it back where it is so that the whole system there can slope downward a bit, and now you're, you're good. The draining can happen. Oh, boy. And yes, it did take me a while. I put that in the back burner and the wife was unhappy. Why are they going to fix the air conditioning? That's hot. And I got to be honest with you, don't tell my wife. But I drug my feet with repairing it because she was putting the air conditioner on a little too often. And the bill was getting higher. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wait a little bit and uh, kind of save some money because the bill was getting high. And uh, I don't like that. Not one bit. But James, don't you want your family to be comfortable and happy, James? No, not when I'm the one paying the bill. If she wants to pay it, then by golly, turn that sucker on all day, every day. 
Anyway, I fancy fixing the problem myself. Look at me being handy. James, why don't you use your hand over here, buddy? Oh, boy, you pervert. No, I'm not doing that. So look at me fixing stuff on my own instead of being a douchebag and having to pay some other manly guy probably with a mustache to do it. So yeah, taking matters into my own hands. I fancy that. All right, and now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right, it's time for the fuck you moment. And here we go. Fuck you! And the fuck you moment is the opposite of I fancy that. That's where I get to be negative again. Complain, bitch, moan, piss, whine, all that stuff. Uh, all right, this week, uh, eh, maybe a weak one, but uh, I want to say fuck you to school bands. Is there nothing more annoying than school bands? Like I said, I'm out in the streets, in the gritty streets, patrolling, patrolling the area, fighting crime and whatnot. And often I am by high schools and I hear them practicing and ugh, the fucking sound. I mean, I really feel for the people that live in the neighborhood and having to hear that shit. It's so goddamn annoying. Those stupid hollow, tinny drums and those lousy sounding horns. <laughs> No, no, please stop it. Please, outlaw school bands. Why don't you get cool equipment? But James, how are they going to march if they have cooler equipment, James? They need to have those terrible sounding instruments so they can walk around. How about you don't walk around anymore? Why don't you get a real band and just sit right in the center of the field and play a fucking uh, a set of some good stuff? Get a couple of uh, guitar solos in there. Enough with these fucking horns and the drums. They sound lousy. Am I alone on this? Am I just an angry old bitter fuck? I don't know. But my opinion's my opinion, and I'm not wrong. School bands sound lousy. We need them to stop. It doesn't get better in college. It just sounds a little bit better, but shit. It's like polished shit. That's all it is. Sure, it might look a little better, but it's still shit at the end of the day. Who hurt you, James? Uh, a lot of people. Uh, all right, I'm sorry. Well, uh, anyway, school bands. <laughs> uh, fuck you! All right, next up, I told you earlier in the show to put a pin in it. Told you I'd get back to it. I'm a man of my word. So after the daughter found her dress, we went to the Mexican joint across the street from the Brea Mall. Now, look, I'm not telling you which restaurant it is, but if you do your detective work, if you're a little savvy, you can find out which one it is. <laughs> so we have our meal, and it's all fine. And they bring the... Here's what I fucking hate about this place. Here's what the fuck you is. So when you're done eating, they come... I've never seen this before anywhere else. They come by... And they have their handheld computer that has a strap and it goes on their hand. And he's like, okay, uh, here's your bill. And he shows it you the number. He shows you the final total. And there's nothing showing you what you ordered. And he's like, got your card? And I'm like, oh, a card? He takes your card and then puts it in the machine while he's holding it the whole time. Takes the card and hands it to you and he goes, okay, here. And, he, and he's holding it still and he puts it right in front of you. You can't take it from him. He's holding it. And it's like tip. And it tells you, there's like uh, suggestions, right? 18, 20%. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? And it's just awkward because he's staring at you the whole time. And you can't talk about it or think about it. It's like, all right, make your choice, asshole. <laughs> Come on, let's go. It's like, uh, so I picked 18%. It's like, because fuck you, that's why. <laughs> the lowest one. And then I sign my name. He's like, okay, thank you very much. I'm like, hey, can I get a receipt? Oh, oh, yeah, okay, okay. It's like, what the hell? What kind of ass backwards horse shit is this? So they bring me the receipt. And, uh, you know, it's wrong, of course. I ordered the salsa and chips. 
and that's like what six dollars and i wanted some guacamole too and that was an extra four dollars so ten dollars right which is also kind of fucking pricey because a lot of places will give you the shit for free uh not the guac though but then it says 15 bucks on the on the bill i'm like dude that's five dollars more what the hell so then uh we're walking out so i'm not dealing with this fucking guy no more him and his handheld horse shit we're walking out and I hit the front desk. I'm like, hey, I got charged too much. Oh, let me get the manager. He takes forever. Oh, well, um, the reason it is because uh, you got the bigger portion. And I'm like, no, we've been here before and this was not different than the last time. Oh, no, you got the bigger one. Okay. No, but we'll go ahead and give you the money back. All right, great. Yeah, fuck you, pal. Trying to cover up your horse shit. But yeah, the mostly is the fuck you to the handheld shit right in front of you. No privacy with the bill. Just there it is. Give me your card and get out of here. <laughs> Sign here. Where's my tip? Fucking dumb. Oh, it's so awkward. So awkward and uncomfortable and annoying. And to be honest with you, I don't want to go back to that place because of that reason and because they're really overpriced, but because of that reason mostly. The food is good, but uh, it's not worth it. I don't like it. I do not fancy that. And you might even say, I want to tell them, I fuck you. Fuck you. All right. That's going to do it, everybody. Another show in the books. Oh, man. And uh, I got to tell you, the future of upcoming Danger Hour episodes. Oh, boy. It's a little teasy-teasy. little teasy-squeezy. But we might have real live people in the studio at some point coming up. James, what's wrong with having me and us riffing back and forth, James? What's wrong with that dynamic? People like that dynamic, I think, James, better than when you have real people. Well, I think... uh, I think we need to take some time apart from each other. But James, why, James? I think everything's going great. The show's never been better, James. Uh, well, people would disagree, but, um, you know, I need my space. I need my space from you, and I need to see other people. But James, will you be back? Yes, I'll always come back to you. Okay, then that's fine, James. I'm confident, James, in knowing that no matter who you hang out with, you're always going to miss me, James, because we have special chemistry, James, and I think a lot of the times we even finish each other's sentences. I was going to say smoothies, James, but sentences too. Okay. All right. Enough of you. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. But I got to run. It's been just swell. I have an appointment to take my truck in to get a part changed because it's part of a recall. You believe that? Some kind of fuel filter or something. Yep. I got tagged. You know what? The, and I kind of put it off. But the only reason I really have to go is because the DMV sent me my stupid registration. And it says, yeah, you can't get your registration until you get your, your paperwork from Toyota saying that your truck is fixed. And I was like, oh, fuck. So, yeah, man, I was really hoping to be driving around and have that part fail. And then I crash and burn into miserable, horrible, fiery death. And then my family gets paid off and they're living the life of luxury. Instead, no. They're stuck with me, alive, with no luxury. That's right. I'm worth more dead than alive, everybody. It's a sad reminder. All right, well, I'll leave you with the same fantastic advice I always leave you with, and that's simply stay dangerous, my friends, (laughs) and go Dodgers!